you keep your eye on the problem. You don't get obsessed with it. Mm. You know where the cracks are. You don't over privilege what's not working. Mm. And you certainly love, if anybody gets anything out of this conversation, stop rehashing the past, Mm. thinking that it's a solution for a better future. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am so excited for today's podcast. It is somebody who I have been looking up to for a very long time, reading all of her books and getting so much insight. So before I tell you who our guest is, you guys, I want you to join the daily text list. I promise you it's only going to add value to your life. You guys, I'm going to text you things like my favorite quotes, quotes that are getting me going, things that I'm talking about with my friends, daily mantras. I promise you I'm going to only spam you with the best things that are going to make you feel motivated. So all you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. That's the word daily to 310-496-8363. And you'll be getting texts as soon as tomorrow, you guys. So my guest today is Danielle Laporte. And some of my favorite books are written by her, The Firestarter Sessions, The Desire Map, and White Hot Truth was so incredibly amazing, you guys, if you have not read it. And she has a new book out. It's called How to Be Loving When Your Heart is Breaking Open and the World is Waking Up. She's been named Oprah's Super Soul 100. She is in that group. And Oprah says herself. She's uniquely connecting the world together with a spiritual energy that matters. She also has a podcast called With Love by Danielle. It often ranks in iTunes top 10 for wellness. And most of her offerings from the heart-centered membership to her online classes are on a pay-what-you-choose basis. How cool is that? She was named one of the top 100 websites for women by Forbes. And millions of people visit her website every month at daniellelaporte.com. You guys, this woman, I don't know how else to say it, but every word that she writes is completely drenched with inspiration and soul. And this podcast is no different. And truly, she gets so vulnerable in this podcast, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. So let's get started. Danielle, I am so excited to have you back on the show. I feel like I've gotten to be a very small part of your journey throughout the years of just all your creativity and writing and your thought process. And you're just one of the people I can indulge in your books and they make me so happy. So I just want to thank you, first of all, for pouring your heart and soul out into your books so that people like me can enjoy them. Right on. We've been at this for a little bit. We, we have. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel peaceful. I feel mm. peaceful. There's a little hesitation there. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's harvest time. But part of that is not from being around the block so many times, but just like simplicity is my jam. Simplicity mm. has become my spiritual practice. And so mm. a lot of peace. Yeah. Explain that to me, like some of the first things that you realized when you maybe tell me a little bit about the moments where you weren't at peace, which made you go into a place of what does peace look like for me? And what does peace look like for you? 
Yeah, well, anxiety. Mm. There's a period of panic attacks. Mm, adrenal I fatigue. Feel you. Mm-hmm. I had the cortisol levels of like a gorilla <laughs> and that was not working. And just that feeling of like, oh, it's that micro regret at the end of like too many days in a row of I stayed up too late again. Mm-hmm. I checked my email. I sat down, you know, like last, even last night, it's still a struggle. Like I did my yoga. I did it candlelight, everything, wrapped it up in my living room, like around nine o'clock. And then I went and checked my email and mm-hmm. then it was 1130. Mm-hmm. And that is not, I'm just like, this is not good for my nervous system. It's not good for my inner child. So peace is more decisions, just about really basic, fundamental, nourish my nervous system, which like the full spiritual loop has been, wow, you know what? The most spiritual thing to do is take care of my nervous system. Mm. And if I do that, I am, well, I, my chemicals are balanced. I'm more at peace and I'm peaceful enough that I can do all the other stuff to get even more peaceful. You know, I'm peaceful enough that I'll do the morning sit down meditation. I'll get into nature. I'll get on the mat after the day and less, I think about this a lot in terms of it's easy to say, you know, someone listening might say, oh, it's easy for you to say you don't want to work so hard because I have been doing this for a little while. Mm -hmm. But you know what? That's all relative. I could still keep going. I could still be in baller mode all the time, wanting more. There's always more striving. There's always someone in any space, in any industry, who's getting more of something that you want, whether it's Mm -hmm. clicks of recognition or dollars or travel or love or whatever. And I just decided, you know what? I want to be sane, like beautiful, sane, common sense, loving kindness, sane. Mm. And waited a long time to be deeply in love. Got that. Why would I not prioritize that? And then I've spent the last couple of years really living with this question of like, maybe all of the, this idea that to be more enlightened, more evolved, more spiritual, like I have to go out and try and save the world. Maybe that's actually an ego game. Mm. Oh, this is so good. You were literally touching on so many of the questions that I had. So I'm going to kind of delve into it because you just, you gave such, so many huge topics right there. Self-development, personal development, constant striving, constant being better. That one really hit me when you just said that because I found myself probably last year in this place of realizing like personal development was actually stressing me out. And if I missed like listening to a podcast during the day, or if I wasn't reading my books at night, I started to feel really bad. And I thought, oh my God, like this is actually starting to harm me. And it's not that I didn't love it because there are times I love it. Like I love the ideas it gives me and the creativity, but I also love dancing, horseback riding, nature walks, doing nothing, listening to rap music. Being with your guy, yeah. (laughs) Instead, so I went on this kind of journey of of the realization. It's funny, I walked outside one day and I was like looking up and I was asking God for something. And I just got this like, you don't know if it's your voice, whoever's voice, whatever. Maybe I made it up, but it was for me. And it was like, why are you looking up? I'm everywhere. I'm not in your books. I'm not up here. I'm literally in everything. And it just was this moment of like, It's in the shallow stuff. It's in the heavy, it's in the big stuff. It's in this person I don't like. It's in all of the things. And 
I wish I could capture that feeling of what happened that day, but you know, it's fleeting because I'm human, but it was profoundly impactful on me. And that was the moment for me that I was like, oh my God, how do we make just life more enjoyable and peaceful, like you said. So for you, I kind of want to know what your daily peaceful just practice looks like. Is there something that now you you feel like you want to do daily or have to do? Or do you just kind of wake up and figure that out as you go? What does that look like? Well, the great question, like the double question in there is like that I want to do. <laughs> because <laughs> I push myself to do a lot of the spiritual stuff out of this like obligation sense. And I actually, there was a period of time where I just declared like, I am indefinitely not going to meditate Mm. because I'm so miserable getting my ass on the cushion. So this is not right. This is not the right vibe. Mm. And I thought maybe I'm not a meditator. And this was like a long time ago, but after taking that pause and realized like my life didn't fall apart, I started to want to do it from this really healthy, Mm. like genuine enthusiastic place. And that's pretty much how it's continued. There's some days it feels like duty. I got to get in there and I got to do some like mental hygiene and keep things clean. Um, But mostly I'm like, I really long for that juice, Mm. that light more and more. I'm longing for silence. I never used to be a silent person or silence. Mm -hmm. It's like all music all the time, ton of media, ton of information, still love all that stuff. But my back to nervous system, something about the silence. Mm. And it's like a muscle. It's like the more time in silence, doesn't have to be all day, but like some pure silence in your life, the more comfortable it becomes. You know, at the beginning, it's your your mind's racing, all the agitation, but Mm. oh, I love me some good quiet. So I sit pretty much every morning or I do a walking meditation. Mm -hmm. I consider my meditations that they get like amplified when I'm out in nature. I really do what I can to actually commune with the elements. Like I'm talking to the water. I'm grateful for the soil. I'm giving it to the ethers and nothing like gratitude. Like my struggle over the last couple of years, state of the world and how I'm inclined. It just like, you know, deep concern about the world and even this week, I was just saying to my guy, like, I got to get out of the rabbit hole this week because I can't 15 minute cities and digital currency and robots and all the stuff and the AI and the voice. <gasps> it's, a lot. And it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have like a one week in the rabbit hole and then three weeks out. Mm. It's like, I want to make some connections and the deepest spiritual place for me really is doesn't even really matter who's doing what just how am I going to live my life and be well and help others be well. Oh my goodness. This is, uh, we were just, I had a girlfriend over and we were just talking about this because she gets really stuck in the rabbit holes of like when big things happen, which is every single day. And she gets paralyzed there to the point where she'll, like be crying on the floor. And I had this moment of kind of telling her about what I've had to do to separate of this realization that if I can't do anything about it, you almost have to just say, am I capable of helping this situation or doing the thing that you can do, whether that looks like, I don't know, a post with a link or donating or getting word out there and then cutting it off because it is so unhealthy for us to stay in that place. It's it's like, 
disempowering and it takes away our whole reason for being and helping anyone else. How do you kind of cut that off once you hear about something? And I know your book is so much about how to be loving as your heart is breaking open and our world is waking up. So I'm guessing this is somewhat of the feeling that -hmm. we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Similar to you, like, what can I do? What can I do for this specific situation? A lot of prayer. And sometimes it's a donation. Mm -hmm. There's that. Then there's, there's, there's two other layers to it for me. Then there's like, what can I do in my life? Like, where's my own tyranny? Where's my own suffering? Mm -hmm. Where's their upheaval in my life? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. Heal my body, my psyche. And the other thing is a meta, truly meta perspective that I really trust slash believe that the planet is going through a major detox and it's got to happen. And mm. anybody who's done a detox, like I'm on a metals detox right now, this three month protocol, it's unpleasant, mm. but it's better than the alternative, which is more illness, more sickness, more corruption, more insanity, all of the things, even the natural disasters. I think, okay, this is the mother is crying out. The mother is shaking it up. Mm. People are burning karma. People are getting shaken awake. All the corruption, time to be seen. The veil is thinning. Got to see who's been trying to get what, what greed has done to us. It's time. I mean, this is what happens. You get more conscious. You realize, oh, maybe I should do some kind of cleanse for my body. You get more conscious, you realize, well, you know, maybe I should have a meditation. Maybe I should have that conversation. Maybe I should go back and do some forgiving and ask for some forgiveness. Those are all like really upheaval, disruptive stuff that are all the result of you waking up and becoming Mm -hmm. more loving, vibrant, get things done for some of us person. Challenging, yes, worth it. Totally. So that's the third way I deal with it. I just go, well, this is, I believe God's hand, as you say, is in everything, including all the tragedies. And I'm going to do my best to stay healthy and be the light in the tragedy. Mm. The only way to do that is to everything you said and remove yourself and think of what you can focus on. Like, what is that positive thing you can focus on or healing yourself and talking about healing yourself? You talk about that. It's not necessarily focusing on fixing ourselves. Can you explain that? Like when you're talking about healing. Basic quantum physics, what you focus on grows. Mm. Do we want to be better? Yes. Do we want to be less anxious, more stable, more productive, prosperous, all this? Yes, 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 yes. Are there things to remedy? Totally take the medicine, work out, do the five steps, do all of that. But if your attention is always on what is wrong and where the deficit is, what are you going to get? You're going to get more deficit. You're going to get more things to criticize about yourself. More things are going to be off center. Mm. I feel that if we focus on the light, on what's working, on loving kindness, on where we're having an effect, on what calms the nervous system, that anything that isn't in that vibration of just like sweet goodness, it will melt away. So it's like you keep your eye on the problem. You don't get obsessed with it. Mm. You know where the cracks are. You don't 
over privilege what's not working. Mm. And you certainly for love, if anybody gets anything in this conversation, stop rehashing the past, mm. thinking that it's a solution for a better future. Like this is why like I'm a little off of therapy right now. I may go back someday, but I don't need to tell the same story. Mm. I don't want to energize the same dynamic. Stop bitching about what doesn't work in the relationship. It will take maybe all the willpower that you have, but just watch what happens when you stop complaining. Oh my God, that has been like my focus right now because when, until you start really realizing how much of your thoughts are in the past, yeah, and I yeah. know we hear about it all the time, but when you take inventory, it is astounding how much of that, you're just even thoughts from yesterday. And whenever that comes in, I've just been saying, because I listened to a Joe Dispenza podcast that talked about this and he was like, hey, take inventory on it. And whenever it comes in, I kind of just needed something to grab and cling on to. So I just came up with like a sentence of compelling future. That's all I say to myself is, and it makes me think, how am I creating something exciting or hopeful? Or what are my plans with my family or something that just pulls me into an exciting future? Not an anxiety ridden future, not an I should be doing this, but like a, ooh, what's exciting? Like, what am I looking forward to? Even if it's just about that day, like what's the compelling future you're creating? And that has been helping me so much. And it's such a little shift because you're so right. It's like, we are just programs of the past and we just keep doing it over and over and over again and wondering why in the heck we feel so bad all day long. Yeah, I have a similar one, which okay. is I say, I just remind myself, Danielle, beautiful vision, mm. beautiful vision. Mm. And it's such, it pulls me right out of complaint mode. It definitely pulls me out of any anxiety about all the gnarly stuff happening in the world. Mm -hmm. Just, And you know, we hear this phrase so much now in this space, timeline. <laughs> and I never, I was kind of like, ah, that's like new age cheese. But now I'm, I'm down with the concept, which is again, basic quantum physics. Your reality is very different than mine and you're choosing yours and I'm choosing mine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose a timeline that is like nourishing. In my timeline, people are waking up. People are kind. All the darkness that's rising, it helps people feel more free. There's more breakthroughs in my timeline. There's sun in my timeline. I'm just going to keep choosing that. So I have to be <laughs> really careful about what I ingest in all ways. Like it's more than just no gluten. <laughs> it's yeah. like positive song, positive sound, mm -hmm. positive social, all the stuff. If it's not part of the reality, the timeline that I want, I don't give it any time. And that's obviously a daily practice. That's something that when you, what do you do when you accidentally stumble across something or you're like, ah, I'm going this way. Is there something you say kind of like the last mantra that you shared about your vision? Is yeah. there something you do or? Well, usually I criticize myself for being <laughs> Why did you do that? like, it's an addiction and the doom scrolling. I try to go in solution mode right then. Mm. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to be the healer in this situation and mm. tune out. I do Lot, I do a lot of regular unsubscribing and unfollowing. I've been muting a lot of people that I want to keep in touch with, but I just can't hear about the red pill stuff every day. And then like in terms of pop culture stuff, I don't care about the backbeat. I don't care who it is. If it is negative programming about being heartbroken or that I'm the problem, it's off. 
Like I just don't even, there's so many, so much mainstream stuff now. I haven't even given it a listen and it's been hard with movies and stuff, but I just don't even anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of peace there. A lot. So much peace. Yeah. Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share with you that this podcast, Earn Your Happy, is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. Truly, this is like one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to me. I'm telling you, I no longer feel like I'm doing this alone and I actually get to collaborate with the people who host the podcast that I'm obsessed with, like that I have been listening to myself, who inspired me to start a podcast, who have taught me about how to go and do the thing, like the original people who got me motivated through listening to their podcasts. You guys, a bunch of us are coming together to bring more more growth to the world and to support shows and brands that we believe in. And one of my friends are also on this network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to their show. You guys, I just had Danielle Canty on of the Boss Babe podcast. She co-hosts it with her other amazing co-host and one of my friends, Natalie Ellis. You guys, you can go check out that podcast on mine. It's episode 925 and Danielle and I talk all about burnout and how that could be showing up in your life and most importantly how to prevent it but i want to tell you if you have not gone and checked out the boss babe podcast yet go subscribe because it is one of the largest online communities for ambitious women and female entrepreneurs and i know that if you're listening to the show chances are that's probably you you guys they have 3.6 million followers and 380,000 subscribers the boss babe podcast is the place where they share real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance and learning how to balance it all. Most of all, you guys, truly these women are in my life. Danielle and Natalie are people that I text on a weekly, monthly basis when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. What should I do? I tune into their podcast, you guys, to learn. Even though they're my friends, I am still like crazy obsessed with this podcast because I learn something new every single time I listen. It makes me be a better podcaster. It makes me be a better businesswoman. It just makes me be better and more confident out in the world because they're so real and raw. And I can tell you that in the moments where I have had horrible days, down days, I've either gone and listened to this podcast or I've texted them because these are the people who truly get it. You want to listen to the people who are walking in the same footsteps that you are. You guys go check out the boss babe podcast you're not going to be sorry and it's just gonna like make you way smarter and you're gonna have way more fun so go check it out hey y'all if you didn't know earn your happy is now a part of the growth day podcast network this is so exciting to me because i have been looking for a really good home for the show for I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very 
first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brendan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much peace. I, I watch my, my Gaia videos <laughs> <laughs> and I read more and I sit in bed with my TheraFace Pro. <laughs> Seriously. I, yeah. And it's interesting because you probably hear a lot more and you talk a lot about wisdom in your book. You probably get to hear a whole lot more just wisdom. Number one, I'd love to know where you think that comes from kind of like external wisdom or inner wisdom or what is that and have you noticed noticed that that volume has kind of gone up on what you're learning kind of like what's coming yeah. from when you block out all of that noise yeah i am i'm able to hear more i think everybody has access to the universal mind we're all wisdom and spirit and you know just that energy of love it's just eternal it's always there it's wants to pour into us. It's just waiting for us to sit, to be still, mm. to go for the walk. You know, like so many times, you know, the, my, in my past, be like, I'm going to get the reading. I'm going to get the coaching. I'm going to do the $500 an hour shrink, all the things. And I did all of that without just, did I sit down for 15 minutes mm. and ask my higher self what it had to say? Not just running around. <laughs> referencing outside sources. Mm. And now I go first. And even I still have people, of course, I consult. There's mastermind type business stuff. I have an energy healer who's part of our membership, who's like on my payroll. But even that, I've made it now a practice of, I ask me first, and maybe I don't have to go to her. And if I do go to her, I'm like, this is what I think. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And even when I get a response, it's more like this is colleague to colleague, not me worshiping someone else's wisdom. And I find this is what I do. I kind of have a practice of set it and forget it. So I am not in a habit of throughout the day, oh, I need to hire someone or this restaurant or to take that trip or whatever. What should I do? I don't do that. I really tap in in the morning. I do my thing. I dedicate my day mm. to the awakening of all beings. I sit. I have a very active meditation practice. So I'm not sitting there. The Vipassana, the breathing, it's never worked for me. I work with color. I work with light. I ask for some guidance. And then I go and I do my day. And I just assume that the idea I have at noon is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I... It, it's crazy. This, the last couple of years I went into like a totally new business for myself that was completely outside of anything I have ever done in my life. And 
I got really into the technicalities <laughs> instead of where my magic has kind of always lied. I've, I've been a walker twice a day for since I can remember. So 60 minutes in the morning, 60 minutes in the evening, I've always bookended it, walk out in nature, like just listening. Wow. And, and that is where every great idea has come from. But guess what I really haven't done? Like I've been walking, but I've been more walking with a podcast in or yeah. thinking of a problem or like I forgot that I had so much access to that. I totally forgot. So the last year it was like, so stressed out, not like really starting to rely on these outside voices and people. I was losing money, making mistakes, just feeling so lost and realize I am not doing the thing that works for me. And I'm putting all of this trust in other people because even though I was going into something new, I kind of said, well, I'm not the one who knows best here because they know better. So I just gave everybody else everything, all of my trust and just noticed just recently had kind of one of those moments with girlfriends where we were all sitting down just discussing, just opening up everything, right? And all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm not doing the things that give me that access. I'm totally ignoring this thing that has always felt so certain and secure and powerful. You know what that, the, the feeling of when you tap into that is. Mm -hmm. So that's been really profound for me. And this, this podcast is such a great reminder of that. Like we get so far away from that and you don't even realize it. And it's actually agitating. Mm. It's like, we want this peace. We want these clear answers, but going to the multiple sources, is just like shaking up the bottle all the time. Just let it settle. And my experience, you know, would I love to hear things from the universe? Sure. Do I? No. no. I just like, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do I hear things on the walk? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I question them. I'm just yeah. like, am I stretching? So, you know, the universal mind is very gentle. Okay. I love, love that you're sharing this because I think people listening might be like, well, Maybe I'm not special. I don't hear these specific voices. And I've, I've right. actually gone through this. I hung out in this very spiritual community for a long period of time. And I was like, is it just me or is like nobody talking to me here? And, and I'm like, am I supposed to, like, what am I supposed to hear? So I sat during most of like these circles and meditations going, like opening my eye a little bit, like, is, are people like, is, are there angels around these people talking to them? Cause I'm not, I'm not quite getting this. So I think for anybody listening, it's always been quiet with me. Like sometimes it's profound where I'm like, what was that? Was that me just saying that voice? Mm. Did I make that up? And sometimes it is in the form of exactly what you said. You're like, is this a good idea? It's an idea. It could work. But sometimes this is so tricky because sometimes the ego self, our unhealed self, really, really wants to be special. Yes. So oh gosh, it will. That. we will tell ourselves the goddess told me, mm. or I got a download. Not everything has to be like come in a chariot for it to be right for your life, mm. for you to be attuned. So I think like there's a lot of labeling that can happen. And I really, I believe that it's actually pretty rare to have direct visitation mm. and direct guidance. And we need to be like, just, just, just careful with who says they're channeling who and where it comes from. And 
You know, when somebody says to me, I came to me in a dream or I got a download or I heard it in meditation, I don't disvalue it, but I don't give it any more value than if somebody just says, hey, I got an idea. I love that because it is, I just thinking of all of the things that have kind of landed in my life, they come from all over, all over. So I think that puts less, when I'm hearing you say it, it actually makes me feel so much less pressure around certain things. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, well, this wasn't, this wasn't on the full moon and it wasn't on 11-11-2011. So I don't know if this is going right. to be the, the unicorn It's a lot of pressure <laughs> having to be spiritually special. <laughs> it really, you know, yeah. I tried yeah. it for a long time and it was a lot of pressure because I was like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm only saying that because truly I feel like I, just got confused for a while. And it's not a bad thing. It was actually quite wonderful to realize that it didn't have to be that way. And it was all things. So my husband and I kind of talk about, we did a podcast yesterday just about alignment. And we're like, I kind of love that word and kind of hate it because things that aren't aligned for you, you don't even know what it's aligned for you until you're in those things. And those are equally as important for the contrast. So I don't actually think anything is ever out of alignment because it's always showing you something. So yeah, is there a time for you that you look back and you're like, whoa, that thing was a major contrast. That absolutely showed me something else. Yeah, my 30s. Um. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Uh, that whole chapter. Mm. I, you know, when I look back on like a different Danielle, I think you know, this became part of my brand, like outspoken, brazen, a lot of swearing, a lot of like, I was like the edgy one on, you know, at the of the speaking event. Mm-hmm. And I have changed. I feel it. I know it. I know why it happened. Lots of people have remarked on it. I was like, I'm just way more gentle. And I think what's become clear for me these last couple of years is like, I really have authority issues. And I used to think that was like this sexy, cool thing, Mm -hmm. but really it's just this fear of being controlled. Mm. And that I think was really driving this kind of rebellious, brazen kind of brand I had, but the light in that, because there's always a love side to the fear side Mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm committed to transparency. Like, I'm committed to me being my own authority now. And it's just, I don't need to push as hard. You used a word in your book, unbotherable, and I loved it. How does one start to practice becoming unbotherable? Yeah, be kind. Just let it go. Mm. Just let it go. Unbotherable is, well, this is, I'll tell the story quickly that I tell in the, in How to Be Loving is, I'm going for a walk with somebody that I love. I'm really committed to loving them for the rest of their life. Mm. And they are really great at being passive aggressive. And I am really great historically at being so offended and pissed off by this behavior. So one day I had just really must've been the weather and the meditation. Mm. I just had a more enlightened moment about it. They did their thing, kind of take took a little swipe at me. Or as we say in our family, like, you know, he gave me a shot kind of thing. (laughs) And I took my medicine. Mm -hmm. I looked at the sky. This is an actual practice. Look at the sky. Think to yourself, my love is actually this vast. Mm -hmm. My true nature is this expansive. This is Buddha nature. I breathe into, into my heart, everything, all good things, all that, the crux of the heart chakra. 
And I just thought, well, I can take this today. Mm. And they are in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of tools currently. And this is what they do. And I'm going to be the bigger person. This is what it means to be the bigger person. It's not get on my high horse. I'm going to be spacious. I am so Mm. loving. I can spend an afternoon with them being in their funk Mm. and not take it personally and actually be nice to them, be kind. Mm. And that's it. That's spirituality. Mm. At least it's my version. Just don't say the thing. Don't say the thing. The first year that my family relationships, I feel like have really gotten so good, like so good. And the only thing that's changed is me. Uh Funny, common denominator, you. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I heard heard, um, Mel Robbins say once, and this is what actually started it. She said, there was something with like her mom and she gets really triggered by her mom and her sister doesn't get triggered. And she was like, how in the heck do you not get triggered by this stuff? Like we live the same life. And the sister said, I just don't take the bait. Like I just let it sit there. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have to let it affect me. I don't have to take it. Because of course I know that when you were on that walk or, you know, whatever was happening, I'm sure you feel it a little and you're like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) But like, That is so, I mean, that is like spot on for the unbotherable because man, you do that and you want to talk about peace in your nervous system and it's challenging. Like that is tough for me. I'm going to be honest. Like every time I kind of like, you know, go home, there's just so many different beliefs. I know that you, you wrote the book, White Hot Truth and that book for me, Danielle, that one just like, oh man, that was one of the best books for me because it just really gave me a lot of, it freed me. Like it, it it helped me see like just full spectrum and perspective. And I come from a really religious background. So it's, it's that whole thing that, that comes up around, are you good belonging, all of these different things. So the unbotherable, I'm going to just, we just, you know, I'm going to get that tattooed on my wrist. Unbotherable. It's so, it's actually so much easier. Like I used to be so botherable. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the music choice in the cafe. Why, why are they doing that? And the smell of the guy and me next, next to yoga on my mat, it's just like all the things. And I just mm. like, gosh, I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger than this. I got room. I got room. And, 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 and my job is to create conditions of healing. Like I know what's ideal for me. I know what's ideal. I have a beautiful little life. And when it's not beautiful and all messy and disruptive and other humans get into it, just like, Mm. I got, I have more room than I used to. Mm. Question. Okay. Question on that same topic. Yeah. Okay. So do you, cause unbotherable for me, like I can definitely do it in containers, Danielle, (laughs) in, in, in limited time quantities. And it's almost like maybe I need to grow that capacity or not. Or what I found is I kind of keep it to limited time periods because sometimes it gets to be so much that I can feel myself just like, if this goes on for another hour, I will snap. What do you do in that situation? Do you kind of say, hey, this is going to be enough for me for the day. Like this walk is like my way to still love this person. And I do love them and want to spend that time with them. But maybe I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to like stay at their house for the whole week during the holidays. Do you have kind of like caps on? Okay. Uh, No need to suffer. Okay. Like your job 
is the conditions of healing. What's going to be best for you? And then what goes in the bucket of tolerate? Like best is I do this in doses. I get in there, you know, it takes all I got. There might be a bit of damage. I pull out, I repair, (laughs) I go back in. I mean, you can control a lot. You can control a lot of it Mm -hmm. and you can do a lot for the sake of love. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere there in there is some, some balance for your nervous system. Mm -hmm. I found my loving comes with boundaries and it's a bound in the, in the, in the hour though. It's a bound. It's overflowing. And then we're like, okay, I'll see you later. Okay. Let's talk about kind of what you wrote about on desire. So for desirelessness, but also while holding a vision, because Danielle, vision is what excites me and pulls me forward. But what's kind of that, that balance? Can we go like really metaphysical for a second? Yes, for sure. Okay. So humanity lives in these 2000 year cycles. We've just come through the Piscean age, which is all individuation, my will, get it done got it. It's part of the maturity of the like human psyche. Age of Aquarius that we are now firmly in is all about collaboration, the dissolution of the ego, loving kindness, the divine feminine really leading the way. And so we move into a different model, which is thy will be done. Mm. Thy can be your higher self, if that's what works for you. It can be the divine feminine. It can be your God. But it's just like, I'm now going to collaborate with higher energy, with source. And source is going to direct me. Mm. Source is going to direct me. Why would you want anything else to direct you? Just go to the source, the greatest wisdom, the greatest love, that miraculous stuff, you know, as Dispenza calls it, the void, Mm. go there. Go there. Don't go to an influencer. You don't need to go to your shrink. You don't actually need another self-help book. Although how to be loving is awesome. Although just that one would be great. <laughs> just that one would be great. So I even forget the question I got off on age of desirelessness. Okay. So you are going to desire. The mind is constantly comparing better, less than want, need, have, don't have. It's human nature. So the question then, like the the evolving question is, what are you desiring? So my prayer now is like, help me pray for the right things. Mm. I want the right things. I want to be aligned with my soul. I want to be a whole person. I want to be in integrity. I want to heal, receive it and give it. Show me how to do that. Everything else is gravy. Everything else is the ride. Sometimes I feel like I take a bit of a risk on myself. I push it a little bit and say, okay, manifesting is technology. Anybody can do it. What are you manifesting? I think if you have heart-centered vision, so like my happiness includes the happiness of other people. When I get it, when I get whatever it is, the money, the material thing, the relationship, I'm going to use this on behalf of making things better. I believe what happens is, one, we actually get peace when we get the goal. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like your, your, your quarterly objectives or you meet the person, when it, when it happens, you actually enjoy it for a minute. You sleep great that night. And then you let the next vision, the next goal actually emerge from that satisfaction, which really amps up your chances of that new vision coming to be because it's coming from this full really nourished place whereas 
I've talked to so many people about goal setting. The ego manufactured goal, you get and get it. You get it. Sure. Just do the science and you will be on to the next thing. You're not going to sleep good that night. Mm. You actually don't have a real celebration. It's the next thing. You don't get nothing, peace. And so the next goal is, is still built from a place of wanting and scarcity. Mm. And what I know to be true for myself and what I see happen, I would say, especially with people in our industry, if you keep setting those goals from that place of the strive of like the never enough, you're going to hit the wall. And so it might be a diagnosis. It could be a divorce. You really didn't want to have it. It could be a bankruptcy for the soul to say, okay, can we just get you to want the right thing mm. and then go for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, is that di- is that differentiation of where it's coming from? That's a tough one sometimes because I feel like I've definitely woken up, which thankfully I did one recently that was definitely not for the right reasons, but woke up right before I did it. So mm-hmm. meaning I just had this moment of even just asking a million questions around it, right? Because it was like all of these questions, I had to even figure out what the right questions were to ask kind of around it. And and the one that really got me was, what is my day-to-day going to look like? And is this actually something I'm going to enjoy? And does this take me away from the things that actually bring me ultimate joy? And I was like, oh, that checked every one of those boxes I didn't want it to check. So that's not going to happen right now. And it's funny when you realize that it's a little easier to let go of, you know? Yeah, this is not the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. I once, you know, I was going to start a magazine. I had the whole, I had the first issue designed. We had the printer lined up and I got up one morning and I thought, you know, my vision is I want to be able to work from anywhere in the world. I want to be on a beach and be making decisions or writing the next thing. Yeah. And I just thought I cannot run a magazine on the beach. This is not, and those are my exact words. This is not the life I want to mm. live. Mm. Hold the plug. What was the reason why you wanted the mag? Like when you thought of the magazine and it excited you, what was the picture in your head that excited you? And did, were you able to get that in a different way? The sensuality of mm. paper and getting things in the mail. And I just saw thousands of people sitting down with a cup of something and just... <laughs> it was really, I didn't even have the words at the time, but it's like this nervous system nourishment, mm. ah, you know, then I was going to do all these cool things and pull outs and all this stuff with it. And I'm just obsessed with like book E kind of yes, things. Totally. Do I get it now? I don't get the sensual in that way. I mean, even video, well-produced video and online courses. No, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so fulfilling. Oh my gosh. It's fulfilling for 900 different reasons, but I don't have my print fix. In in fact, you know, just to use the word, I sunsetted. I sunsetted our day planners, which was like a very lucrative vertical for us for many years. Mm. And I miss them. I want to bring them back. I love, well, I'm, I'm, I will be interested to continue to follow and and see if I can note where your, your (laughs) sensuality comes out in print. Mm That's awesome. That's exciting. So what is exciting you most right now? What's exciting me most is, well, professionally, where I'm at in the business, which Mm -hmm. is things are just ripe on the vine. Mm -hmm. And now we're just going to get the word out. 
and really simplifying what I'm creating. Like I would just really know what I'm going to make this year in terms of offerings. What's exciting me in other realms, just like I'm really in love. And what's exciting is making it a priority, Mm -hmm. like really, not just like, oh, we found each other and isn't that amazing. But like, what does it really look to have, look like to have the relationship be center? So -hmm. really it's like, it's the divine, it's wellness, Mm -hmm. it's partnership and it's service. And sometimes, you know, different days, different things in the lead, but that's life right now. Mm. Yeah, I love that so much. I I have been married almost eighteen years now. I know you guys. Now. It's a long time for you guys. It's yeah. a long time. Um, but I love it. I literally we and we put it at the center. And I I feel like because we do that, I feel very, I feel very unshakable. If I'm being honest, because when you have, mm-hmm. I just heard a quote. It was so beautiful. It was people with the strongest relationships or it was people with the strongest home life are willing to take the biggest risks. And I just thought, man, that is so true because I feel so solid in that area that it's okay to go play and live life and know that it's kind of all made up. And even though it doesn't feel that way often, but that it helps you come back to that realizing, hey, we get to do this win or fail. Like we we get to do this life. So I'm so happy for you. I can literally feel it. I can feel it radiating from you. So that's awesome. Well, Danielle, I'm so excited. I love your book, How to Be Loving. I'm almost done with it. Really, I have like probably 30 pages left. And I'll probably go back and read another one of your books again, because truly you're one of my favorite authors. You are reading your words is like the most, it's like a delicious meal. I don't know. It's like I'm full. I feel satiated. You're, you are just like a word Smith. Sometimes I go to your book just to find new words that I don't use to make myself <laughs> feel smarter. <laughs> I'm like my vocab is so small. Let's see what else, what other word I can add in here. So how can we support you? Where can we get the book? The book is everywhere. There's also a really cool deck and a journal. And I really love it when people come to daniellelaporte.com. So we can have like a closer relationship. If you just want to date, you can find me on Instagram. But like, if you want to go like steady, Mm. Mm. So great. You guys definitely go grab this book. This is an amazing book, but I got to be honest, your other books are my favorites as well. Mm, so you. you cannot go wrong reading this woman's writing. I am, I am a true, just a, a fan of your work. I'm so grateful for all that you put out into the world and you guys go find her, go follow her, go support her. But most of all, one of the coolest things we can do is just let her know what you got out of this podcast. Give her a tag. Danielle, what's your handle? At Danielle Laporte. At Danielle Laporte. And just let her know what your biggest takeaway was from this as well. And if you're getting the book. All right, everyone. We're so grateful for you. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. 
And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.